We're back to talk about all things ball and play, Captain's League. Our guest today has a magic hole where his pole should be. Let's talk Blitzball. Welcome to the Blitzball Boys, the podcast about ball sports in the warehouse, but lately about ball in play. I'm your co-host, Brendan Ruppel, along with my fellow host, Peter Delray. Hey, Brendan. We got our first two-time guest today. Wow, that's, that's some good history right there. Second member of the Triple Handsome Club. Oh, yes. Chris was the first. Oh, let me get that. I think we got nearby. Nate Hayes, Ref Nate. He's in the building. Yo. Thanks, guys. I don't, I don't know whether to thank you after that intro, man. My God, that was an immediate low blow right there. <laughs> Literally, I'm yeah. definitely. I'm wearing at least one cup to the next ball play to. league as the umpire. Yeah, you know, I was yeah, wondering is to, like, you know like how people's injuries sometimes they come back when it rains. Were you having that same effect when you were watching ball and play again, but not there? Were you getting that like, ooh, like I have this tingling sensation down there just watching these episodes? Brendan. I, I kind of regularly get some tingling sensations uh, <laughs> okay. there, but just it's hard to distinguish. It's hard to distinguish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my well, yeah. I mean, so we're, we're here to talk about Captain's League ball and play. Um, in its entirety. In its entirety. We, we, this is, this is got, how we're going to do, I guess, these, get this business uh, out of the way up top. We're going to do these Captain's Leagues kind of like this we're going to watch the whole chunk of it because it come out daily maybe have a guest at the end of each series um and we got a good one today maybe. we got a good we got the best one today the man who i think probably knows ball and play better than anybody minus jimmy yeah you know yeah because you like help make the rules right yes yes i, I did and, and jimmy and i text fairly often about rule changes that that, he, that he's got in mind and i'll tell you what he is so passionate about this particular format this particular game mm-hmm. and i love it he's he, he labs everything he tests everything really really well and we just saw a great product so i guess then perfect perfect intro into this you helped with the rules and all that and he you know talked how do you like the new rules the new wicket behind the bowler the new uh you know the if bigger you magic tip hole. The ball behind the 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 wickets at the bowling end that it's a four it's a boundary the fact that there's now a line that the wicket keeper can't like fully go over i guess there wasn't ball and play one there was a circle there was a circle yeah yeah Mm -hmm. this one's different it's more like hey you could be anywhere we saw it in the silly point we saw it in a traditional wicket keeper type role Mm -hmm. and then um you know making the magic hole bigger which which of these do you think worked better than you intended and which of these were left a little bit to be desired everything worked better better than i thought uh, oh, jimmy had, <laughs> had had told me <laughs> he had told me a, a while back about his intention to to make the back wall a scoring area and uh I, I wasn't sure about it at the time but um i think now watching this it wasn't really targeted uh by anybody mm-hmm. but i think the cricketers the cricketers might target it mm-hmm. uh, it's the, just kind of happened big... accidentally more so where other people might strategically use it on purpose right right it, ex- exactly it's it's become kind of like an accident like a lucky thing yeah like yeah, uh yeah. right now and a big like momentum swing the... too and it's like you're like the other team thinks they have you nope actually it's right it's, it's four runs right yeah, exactly. Like we we saw that in uh in, in the third place game, I think it come into play a couple of times. Well, mm-hmm. Was it the third place game? Um, but yeah, it, I think uh, I I really like the rule changes. I think it was great to see this time because there weren't any cricketers involved. It was all, right. you know, blitz ball people. It was all 
baseball-minded people. So to see how those rules were translated and utilized by baseball-minded people, it was really neat. I thought it was. I really loved the innovations. I thought it was a better product than 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 Ball and Play One. Yeah, and going off of that yeah. too, I I loved seeing all these guys play again. Like you're saying, we didn't have the cricketers there. Not that that was a bad thing, but it was nice to see these guys who had played once before and they're familiar with the sport now and see how much they all progress by being yes. used to this warehouse and used to this strange game. Absolutely. And also seeing their ability to umpire the games when it was their turn to umpire. Yeah. The the value the value I had last year in ball and play one as the umpire was that Jimmy and I knew the rules better than anybody else did. So and the, and you know, we Obviously, it was played on the fly. It was a brand new game, so we still had to consult each other. Uh, I had to consult him a, a few times about the, the uh, intricacies of the rules. But mm-hmm. seeing the way the guys umpired, they did a great job, and they they knew they knew things right away. Yeah. So that means I'm going to have to find a way to bring value uh, to the next ball. Play <laughs> yeah. How do you sell yourself now? <laughs> Everyone's just as good. Yeah. Exactly. Can't show up in flip flops next. Time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, I think the rules from a from a viewing perspective, the change in rules. Um, and there's one that I forgot: the fact that uh, a thrown ball that hits the wall is no longer a boundary. Really makes and for the, very. And, Go ahead. Yeah, and the 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 larger wicket too. The the on on the bowlers right, end, right. The yeah. trash the trash the can. Trash can. Yeah. You know, I miss the stumps because the stumps are a critical part of cricket. I mean, yeah, it's right, a beautiful right. aesthetic part of cricket. It's but, in the logo, but I. Right, yeah, but I do like the larger target. Uh, yeah. I was, I was, I was saying, why not just? I was telling Jimmy, why don't you get a couple like bollard covers or something? You know, like uh, like you see outside of Walmart to keep people from yeah. driving in the door. Mm-hmm. You know, get a yeah. couple of them, or just yeah. one giant one with a bale on top. <laughs> yeah, right. Just need to keep the bells. I mean, look, what is the reasoning for that? I guess to induce more weight or make it easier to throw at, at the can because otherwise, so if the back wall is not going to be giving you points if you right. throw it at it why not just keep the smaller target dramatic well, I more think dramatic was... plays i guess right it increases the chance to like get a run out and, and from different angles too mm-hmm. so so obviously throwing from the side mm-hmm. in cricket is very hard you're throwing right. you're aiming at one stump and right. so this this kind of made that a little bit bigger so uh, what i would rather see would be just one giant stump you okay. know like one big big red bollard cover or yellow yeah. bollard cover or something right with a golf ball balance right she just want a more aesthetically pleasing looking thing yeah that's it but i i do like the idea that it's bigger i actually like that because you want to encourage the throwing and i think that taking out the the extra the overthrows i think it works out pretty well that was the one thing that i think i was the most uh tentative about accepting um Mm -hmm. because i like the risk the risk of it and i think it actually encourages running more when you know that hey if they miss it's four runs so totally uh well, that's. I a thought great there was good balance because we saw a dramatic drop in running this tournament compared mm-hmm. to ball and play one. Where I, I was talking to Brendan about this a couple days ago, maybe even last week, is like when you look at the average runs scored by a uh, a striker in ball and play one versus this. I think the drop was like 0.7 runs on average. Mm-hmm. Um, between ball and play one to this, and it is it is because you're starting to see, and I texted you about this, Brennan, so this may seem like you're hearing it twice, but mm-hmm. um, you're starting to see a more a deeper understanding of the game by all parties involved, and you're coupling that with less aggressive running, 
more dot balls taken, dot balls not being seen as a bad thing, as Jimmy said in, yeah. or um, was it Jimmy or uh, somebody else? Jack maybe said it in the the final episode. Like dot balls no longer feel like mm. ah fuck. Yeah. They kind of feel like all right, we survived one more. Right, right, right. And with that, you're seeing these lower economies from the bowlers and lower average run scores yeah, from the lower scoring games in general. And you'd think, it, I guess you'd think. I could just have a fallacy in my thought process, but the more you'd understand the game, the higher scoring you'd be as a striker. I guess the game has always been like a limiting run game as opposed to like a... So you're going to score a lot of runs. How can we like limit that, I guess? And they're figuring that out slowly. But also, if you... I, I'm not totally sold on the fact that that the new rules are, are contributing to less running. When you look at the no, the no, one I don't team... think it's the rules. I think it's the under the players understanding how to play the game okay, better. Yeah, on but the I also, uh, yeah, also, <clears throat> I, I'm, I gotta say the breakdowns saw the fewest dot balls of of all the teams, mm. um, and you know they had three guys who didn't see uh, ten dot balls. Wow. And you look at you look at Dalton. Dalton faced fifty balls, and he only saw eight dot balls. I think Dalton's playing the game perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's playing it super well, and I think that the Breaktowns play the game well. They run. Jimmy is really good at getting. He's done a great job of getting that team to run, and I think you see his 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 uh, strike rate batting is a little bit low, mm. but I don't dislike him batting at the top. Yeah. Um, with Dalton yeah. because he's good at getting at, at moving. Uh, he's good at getting Dalton on strike at that last ball. You know, um, he understands that. You know, a a batter side wide is going to be it has to be runs, and obviously, if you miss wide mm-hmm. away from the batter uh, outside, you, you yeah. got to be careful. But he he did a great job of stealing that little extra run and getting his uh his uh bat his. Uh, you know, partner on strike or off strike when it needed to happen. Yeah, and I think so. So there's the importance of not seeing dot balls. I think it, it, they also look how many look how many boundaries they scored. Look how many runs that they scored. Uh, um, not getting those dot balls. Dalton led the led the league in boundaries fours, and he only <laughs> saw eight dot balls. And that's just that's just a so he, I mean, good contact the game line perfectly. drive hitter too. Um, yeah, you're, you're yeah. fully right about that too. I think it was one of the first games that the breakdowns played, and they were just abusing the the wides, and no one else was really doing the same thing as they did. And like, oh, this team looks a little different and understands these rules much much better. And to your point too, like when when Jimmy would be up there, and like the, even they'll run on like maybe a pop up that gets down, and it's smart because Jimmy seems to know when he's like, you know what, I don't have it right now. Let me make sure I can get Dalton back up here or anyone else back up here. He knows when to get someone else up when he doesn't have the hot hand or someone else doesn't have the hot hand. He's like, hey, let me get back up there because you're struggling right now. You know, right. they're good at figuring I, that I, out. I tweeted this out in one of my, like, talking points after the games because I tweet out talking points now in, in place of us doing, like, daily episodes. <clears throat> and one of the ones that I found the most interesting was the one where at one point it just clicked with me, like, Jimmy's not even thinking about this strategy stuff. It's mm-hmm. just fully second nature to him. He has such an understanding of ball and play uh, and it could be because he helped make the rules, but um, it's all. It also comes from like how many times did we see during this tournament alone something happen in a game between like Rippers and Story, where mm-hmm. Jimmy would be like, "Hmm, that's interesting. I'm going to incorporate that now." Yeah, and or vice versa. Where so like, other teams would see what the breakdowns are doing, like, "Oh, we should do that too." Like, "Oh, they did the silly point thing. Let's 
also follow up. The with that. silly point thing I, is the best thing to come out of the story. You must be so <laughs> excited for that for Ball and Play Two, Nate, because like <laughs> the silly point thing very clearly started off as a joke, and then and everybody started to work a little bit. Went, Oh, it's working. Um, and I think it really started to work mostly because Joe's is a different level of, with that kind of thing. Not everyone's the well, best at it. And Joe's is such a big presence right. there, too. And so right. goofy that I think he works at it in such well, a way no one else Joe's can. Well, Joe's was great with the goofy. What about, like, Lou playing Silly Point with how fast he is? How many times did we see a ball, mm. like, get tipped over the back and Lou go from Silly Point to around being behind agile the like bowler that. to make the catch? Mm-hmm. It was incredible how explosive he was. I could see Luke doing something very similar because Luke is right. incredibly and explosive great, great as well. Like, this Silly Point, and this is something I wanted to talk about, too. I think is going to change ball and play in a way that nobody anticipated from like this point on. Cause it kind of feels like with the current rule set, you can't afford to not have a silly point player for at least part of the game. It's mm. a very John Boy it, media I, thing to have too. That's another like great uh, JM warehouse wrinkle to a, to a cricket sport. Yeah. And it's not technically silly point. In, in a cricket, silly point would be directly next to the batter. It would be in line with the batter at like 90 degrees. Oh, I didn't know this is a real you know, thing. Um, it, it is. It, oh, okay. Yeah, it, in, crazy. It, it, is, it is a silly position. Anytime you see the word silly in cricket, it means you're way too close, right? You're going to. You oh. oh, so this is and, real terminology that they've been using. I didn't even realize. It's, it's, it's real terminology, but point would be a little bit more square of the batter. Um, on the on the offside, which is the side that they're on, but um, right. but still, it's it's a great position, and I think um, look, the rules, the way the rules are written in this league, it, uh, it, Jimmy is the perfect pitcher for this league for a lot of reasons. the The high inside curveball is the murder pitch in this league. Yeah, you, you know, can see it. It's it's so it's it's visible yeah. even to like the audience. Like that, I I would struggle with that pitch myself. I could just tell. Yeah, and that is where you're going to induce those little bloops to the. Uh, to to the silly point fielder because mm-hmm. it, when you look at the angles, if you think about it like pool or something, when you look at the angles, when you're trying to hit that curve that's coming in at your shoulder, yeah, and and if you're too far ahead of that, or if you edge it, you know, when you're, you know, if you're trying to hit it into the wall or something and you miss yeah. it, it's going right to the silly point every time. Yeah, and uh, if you do make so contact, sometimes it'll just end up being pop up to the left side if you're a righty and that right get tangled right. up in the the wall and the ceiling and makes it easy to catch. Right, and because of the positioning of that fielder, who's who's actually more kind of like towards first base, I guess you mm-hmm. would say, uh, in, more in the covers in, in in cricket terminology. Because of that position, you're also kind of a defensive fielder for when there's an out really far outside pitch, like for you know how yeah. Lou how likes to go to that, likes to hit the 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 right corner of the wall, the mm-hmm. the, le- the right center field area. Yeah. You know, if he's a little late on that, you know, you you can actually potentially whack that down out of the air or uh you know there's a it's a good position it's it's like you said it's it's a very good innovative position now cricket fans will hate this aspect to a degree (laughs) because not because of where the fielder is they'll like that it's because of the fact that um the distractions the the, yes early on it was getting on early on the first couple of games the fielders were actually yelling at in the batter's faces and i was like that's (laughs) that's that's got to change. The the cricket guys are gonna get real mad about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they stopped the yelling, and now it's just kind of like flailing your arms around, right, you know, right. like 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 Sean Avery style or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But it, I, I actually kind of liked that. You, you need the silliness too. You need right, that. right, right. But I fully understand so like not you... being able to like scream something loud like right before yeah. the pitch comes because that's just like a little, that's unfair. But how do you yeah. feel about like Joe's what he was doing later on where he was like running in step with the that's <laughs> like, okay? like he's about to tackle you. <laughs> no, that in cricket that's false fielding or or, or fake okay. fielding. You're, you're you once because of the batter because it, you know you have this 360 degree area. Right. They actually made this a real rule. It didn't it used to be kind of like a unwritten rule. Mm. Um like a gentleman's agreement almost, but now it's a real rule. Once you once the bowler starts to run up, you you can't change your position. So you kind of okay. have to. You can walk in from where you're at. You can't. You can't intimidatingly, you okay. know, so, rush right. into so there the may be some and... Things that need to be written down for future silly point warehouse stuff. I, I don't mind it though. It's like it's okay. it's a gr- it's a great little John Boy wrinkle. It you know yeah. I I don't mind that at all. And and like Joe's coming out like he's coming out on a on a corner shooter in basketball. <laughs> you know like yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's 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 really funny to watch. It's yeah, like, yeah. It, it's entertaining. Yeah. So let it be known, yelling out, mm-hmm. running in, in, in. <laughs> Put it in the I like maybe some grunts, some noises. I, I liked it. Yeah. So the only concern I have is is the potential for interfering with the with the runner. Um, but those mm. the running is so close. It, 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 you know, it's it's not you don't have to run very far. And uh, this is yeah, obviously the breakdowns did the best job running because really it's all about making one decision and doing that decision immediately. Committing That's what running it. is. Mm. Right. And we see yeah. like people that have struggled in the past have not been able to make a decision. They've been like, ah, do it. Like if you're ever caught in between, that's when you get run out. And, and they the understand who whose call it is. They understand whose call it is. If you're the striker, mm. if you're the batter, anything that's that the that's ahead of you, you're, you got the best view of. So if anything going towards that back wall behind the pitcher, you, that's your call. Right. If you're the non-striker, anything that goes behind the batter, that's your call. So Is it because of like the view that you got, have of the situation? Is that why it's that way? Yes. Yeah. It's it's the view that you have of the situation. And and um obviously because also um you're going to the danger end, you know. Right. So right, right. you're going to the end where the ball is. So you're the one that's that's gonna get out. So mm-hmm. you have the better the better chance at, at assessing the risk for yourself. You know, um I think that the the next kind of fielding innovation we'll see is when there is the wide or not, you know, when they do decide to run on that wide, I think the keeper needs to throw down to the pitcher's end automatically because mm. that, that, the non-striker's going to be there. He's going to make it. Right. Uh, you got to, you got to take mm. your chances with the fact that maybe like Rob, you remember how he like hesitated in running yep. down to the other end? Yeah, like that. You gotta you gotta count on the batter being the hesitant one, right? Because the non-striker is looking at the entire thing going on, and they almost have like a lead, sort of, and they exactly. can get there pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah, right. Yep. Okay. It makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's it's not like if you're, like the Rippers is the prime example. You can't afford to run out anymore because with these new pitching rules and being able to throw curves and stuff, there's so many more pop-ups induced. You have to have that be your only source of giving up wickets because it's going to happen often. Agree. Yeah, that's really true. And in and in cricket, you'll see batters. Um, Steve Smith, for example, one of the best batters in the in, in the in the world. He he knows what his strengths are, and so he he makes sure that there's like one or two ways he can't get out. Right. Mm-hmm. He knows that he tries to limit the amount of ways he's going to get out, and and so he plays to his strength. He'll cover the stumps. He'll bat all the way in front of the stumps because he knows he's so good at balls bolted his legs. Okay. 
So he, he knows that he can avoid that LBW, which means that you got hit and the ball hit your pads in front mm. of the stumps and it would have gone to the stumps to hit him. You can get out that way. He knows gotcha. he can't, he won't, his He'll likelihood of getting always. out that way. Right. So, so with ball and play, that's the same kind of way you want to think. You want to think, all right, look, if we're getting out, popping it up in the air, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But we have to make sure we're not getting run out mm -hmm. and we have to make sure we're not leaving balls for the, for the magic uh, hole to swallow. Absolutely. <laughs> to swallow. Good way to put it. <laughs> so if you don't mind, I want to go to talk about players a little more, specifically players who made their debut in ball and play. Mm -hmm. We're talking Lucas, Ryan, Dan, and Jack, audio Jack. I don't know about you guys. I think the four of them fared decently well. I guess the only exception could you could say if you really wanted to be an asshole you could say that like Ryan didn't do as well as the other three did, right? Like Dan was crazy. Sounds like you want to be Dan an was weird. I'm gonna be an asshole, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck Ryan. <laughs> yeah, we're no. talking. Like Ryan, um, you could see the hesitancy in him, and that was the mm -hmm. thing that separated him from Lucas, Dan, and Jack. Um, yeah. The difference is with Dan, he was very much an all or nothing type of batter. Yeah, he was throwing himself on the ground in the field, and I loved that. Lucas showed up when he needed to. Lucas had some, some great swings me. too. Yeah, you he know, like impressed me yeah. so much on strike. Lucas Anytime did, a new player would get up there and be able to get like, hit uh, a boundary at all right away, it's like, oh, good for you, man. Like that, look, you, right. you look like you. If you got more reps, you'd probably be able to get into a groove. Right. Yeah, I think I think his swing is is simple. And, um, you know, you need that from that close distance. Yes, of course, there's the speed limit and all. But that, that ball is, is squishy. Mm -hmm. You, you want to keep your, your, your swing pretty simple. And he does a good job of that. He didn't see nearly enough balls. I think the Rippers no. didn't realize that he was good until it was kind of too late for them. Right. right. Um, but, but, Which is crazy because his first game was something like he saw three balls in his first game, two hits for ten runs. Like, it was yeah. there. But yeah. it was too small of a sample size to rely on it. I mm -hmm. understand, but right. I remember I like wrote to him because I think on like our uh, run scored per balls face thing that I have, um, he was like a top two player, and then he yeah. the second game he dropped considerably, and I was like, oh, I don't know, and then he put it together in the the fourth and fifth games really. Mm -hmm. I think was it the fifth game where I think he faced two or three balls and hit two sixes. Yeah. Um, it, sounds it was right. like the, that was the third game. He faced one ball and got two runs. So no. So I okay. The last one. I, yeah. I thought Lucas it was yeah, maybe the fifth. He, let me see. Run scored. In yeah, the fifth it, game, it, it, he, it was two balls to, to um, sixes right away. Yeah, that was right. Yeah. That's he right. Because the they, they, yeah, exactly. Um, Rourke. Dan Rourke, it, we can't give him too much credit as a new player because he was in the very, very, very first ball and play mm. league, the right. one that was kind of yeah. like a half season. Um, but, but honestly, right, Dan, he, he's out. improved. He we he improved a lot from that. <laughs> he, yeah, no, yeah. I, I wanted to say he, he he improved a ton. I like his yeah. stance. It's simple. It's neutral. I think pitchers don't when you know when you look at his when you look at his stance. Uh, you don't know exactly immediately how to attack him, mm -hmm. right. uh, and he and he did a good job of moving, uh, of backing off the plate. I guess where the strike zone when he when he needed to. Um, in the final, 
I liked his chances versus Joe's in that second over. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought I was thinking, okay, I think he, I think I think uh, Rourke is going to go go off here, and he hit a couple of boundaries, but he eventually got out, and I just thought that was just bad luck on his hand, yeah, on his yeah. part. Yeah, yeah he, I mean, I mean going, got, even going from um, the blitz ball days, like his his swing has looked like a fly swatter in the past. So the fact that it looks like a genuine, like a, a nice stroke now is like that's that's growth from a different sport to this sport, even. Yeah, yeah I think he has a tendency to kind of go like the the, the plouffe route, which is kind of like. Don't really worry about the intricacies too much. Just go out there and back yourself and try to beat everybody by being better. But yeah. like Ploof, Ploof can do that because he's Ploof. <laughs> right, right, right. But I, I, I do like I do like Rourke in a chase. I like him in a chase. Bad for for the same reason I like Jake in a chase, and that's yeah. because I don't think either of them are gonna overthink it. Yeah. And while, oh, yeah. while while we're on Rourke too, I, my my favorite moment probably uh, comedy wise in the entire tournament was the ad that they did for work when he got the call to Jake's team. And he genuinely thought he was like the second overall pick. (laughs) And Jake walks away. He's like, that was brutal. They're like, what happened? Like, (laughs) work thought that was the call for like the first pick. (laughs) I was laughing. I was laughing a lot about that. Oh my goodness. That was so so good. When he hung up, when he hung up, he's like, he thought he was second, second overall. You you think it's a bit at first. And then when they cut away to like that part, like, oh shit, like that, that that makes sense for Denver's personality. He genuinely thinks like, oh man, like I guess they think I'm really good. (laughs) Right. He's great. I like him. I like him. I, like I, I, I yeah. like him. I think he he needs to get the intricacies of the game a little bit better. But I think yeah. that he's he's got a lot of pluses. He showed a lot of potential. But this could be a hot take here. I think Uh-oh. out of all the newbies, the guy who showed the most potential was Audio Jack. You take mm-hmm. out the two games against the breakdowns from him, and he yeah. is one of the best bowlers in the league by a yeah. lot. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that the new guys crazy. haven't done besides him. Like, we talked about uh, Ryan a little bit, and, like, could hit a little bit here and there, but I think he's, economy-wise, the second-worst bowler behind I mean, Panic. Even, even if you look at his striking, though, like, yes, he had a lot of notoriety because he, like... You're talking about Audio got, Jack now? What was it? Yeah. Okay. It, it, he got a lot of notoriety because he had, I think it was, like, three wickets in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, Something crazy mm-hmm. like that. He was very middle of the road if you look at just like average runs scored off of balls faced. Yeah. He was very middle of the road, not bad by any means. I think that all I could think of every time I watched one of these games is like his performance in here has to like bump him up in the drafts yeah. for future sports just because he did such a great job acclimating to something new. This it's, is a guy yeah. who's, you know, not there for content he's there to be the audio Audio you know and he's just absolutely crushing it in this tournament for a first time yeah especially super valuable for like a team like the story where he was kind of brought onto the team so jake could use draft picks elsewhere in the during the course of the year so he was supposed to be like a trade down uh for future picks and he performed well enough to get these guys to the championship too and for a new guy to be be serviceable at all i think is uh is, is a plus yeah, absolutely. I think you're 100 percent right. You're, you're totally right. He 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 bowled more balls balls than anybody else. He did it at at the fourth best economy. So I think if I kept thinking if he adds a little movement to his to his bowling to mm-hmm. his to, you know to his pitching, but we saw him get so much bowling opportunities because they didn't really have an ace. The uh, the, mm, yeah. the story. Um, Jake right. Jake didn't didn't get his golden overs very often. Mm-hmm. And so a lot fell on Jack's uh, 
shoulders on audio jack's shoulders and i thought he was i thought he was terrific i mean he had to carry the load for that team um quite a bit they're not in the they're not in the final without him right yeah absolutely i agree yeah i think you're talking about jake too you're you're right about like jake never fully found i think he just had like two big of a curve maybe it was his problem it was like very mm. loopy and slow and i think it would end up kind of middle middle a lot of times if i'm remembering correctly but over he definitely had some good outings but i think like you're saying it, it was so key in this entire tournament to have golden bowlers because you, yeah. you don't want to have to get to your it's third huge. your third best i it, think it's huge he was fin- everybody showed promise right lucas mm-hmm. is going to be a, a batter straight up we saw that he had some defensive yeah. miscues that were like you. We know you can probably fix this once you get a little more warehouse experience mm-hmm. outside of floorball. Um, right, Dan. Same thing. A little bit better on defense. He got himself in front of the ball a little better. Audio Jack, full on bowler. I think he'll figure it out with the bat. Mm-hmm. Ryan, I think, has a lot of potential as well. I don't think he was being used right because Ryan's this big guy, right, Brennan? We met him, right? Yeah, he's a tall guy. Mm-hmm. And I think where he needed to be playing was back up against that back wall to jump and stop, try and stop some of those higher fours. Yeah. Whereas yeah. they had him at silly point or yeah. at silly points or wicket keeper for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. And I think that if they change that around, if he gets a, more looks at balls, he's going to be a lot better because he he really got a handle on a couple of. Yeah, them. you saw like some really um, great strokes that looked looked very promising, but maybe like. Once he got a couple of boundaries, he got maybe a little too big, which would end up in pop-ups. And he definitely ran himself out right. a couple of times being on the run-out rippers, obviously. But that comes with practice. He's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one guy I, I felt like just needs to play more. Like yes. He just needs to play the game more. Uh, he needs to pitch pitch this particular game more because he missed a lot. Yeah. But once he finds his rhythm, I think he'll be absolutely fine. And like you said, I like the idea of putting him on the wall. Uh, with his length, uh, I think mm-hmm. he's he he can he can make a bigger difference there. But yeah, the Rippers, Jack. I think a lot of a lot of their problems started with the fact that Jack uh, didn't really give us what we're used to seeing. Um, right. And while he pitched well, he's his economy's always going to be good. I would back that every single time. Right. He yeah. he, he he only pitched fifty four balls. And when when, you, when you're a frontline guy like him, you you have to get those golden overs. And we saw mm. that trickle. Through, we saw that trickle throughout their team. Definitely. Um, you know, with problems, it put a lot on Rob, who didn't get the wickets, um, in the process. But it put a lot on Rob's shoulders, who was there, you know, primarily for batting. If you ask me, yeah, that was. Right. The, I think he was. He's picked third overall for his. Well, they were bat. talking when they talked about it. They said it was for his bowling. Mm, okay. okay. I mean, that's yeah, what I they just, would talk about on commentary at least, and I would. Yeah, I was sure. watching like, and he I'm ends up sure winning really good. offensive player of the year. Yeah, he's good everywhere. He was great with well, the bat. for the regular yeah. season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought so, he was. Yeah, I think he he is good. He he's good across the board. I think mm-hmm, right. that um I might I might not put him on the wall so much though. I might probably right. put him a little closer. You know, I might but, put him at wicketkeeper because he's fast. Yeah, he's quick. Got good I hands, would do that yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know? I'd put him at wicketkeeper. You saw how many times the back wall was was only scored on the ground. Nobody was flipping it over the keeper's head, you right. know. Oh, so you yeah, don't yeah. need a you don't need a tall person back there. You need yeah. someone who can get low quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least right now, I think when we see the cricketers come in, when you see those high middle um, straight balls, yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna uh, you know. Cool. 
get the, yeah. get the you know. Because they have that sort of skill that the round players bat. don't. Yeah, right. the tough things with the round bat. But, I, I mean, I know a lot of cricket coaches who will say, sit there with a baseball bat and they'll do slip fielding practice. And they'll have someone throw the ball at them and they'll – literally just edge it straight back to a bunch of a bunch of uh fielders for, for that's practice so just, that's boom, crazy boom, boom. And, and over and over and over again and i'm like ah, you know some of some of these guys might utilize that, that I, yeah and, and yeah. i think what we'll see with the with the cricketers is taking advantage of the fact that that wicket keeper's leaving his spot after the ball's thrown he's right. trying to get behind them so i think you might see okay well you're going to leave that spot i'm putting it right where you just went right where you just came from i'm, I'm going to put that. it right gonna where you just really came great. from it's yeah. going to be very then, interesting how this changes, especially with people who have yeah. more control of the bat. You know? Yeah. Um, I think, first and foremost, what you need in a wicket keeper is explosivity in movement. And I don't think it's that bad to say, like, the taller you are, the less you're going to have. You know, you want those little guys like Rob, who like has a low center of gravity, low center of gravity, less length in his limbs to get on the ground like nate's saying like you want to get on the ground as fast as you can not not even that i mean like look i think the best value added from a wicket keeper that we saw was lou who would go from sometimes silly point to running around entirely around the back to make a grab for a pop-out wicket i mean luke too had a lot of a lot of crazy uh, yeah that's what i was gonna say luke Luke, i think luke's the best keeper Mm -hmm. and i think lou lou is better at silly point than he is as a keeper right uh but i think luke Luke was a thing, fan. Is fantastic behind it. He's reading behind. every pitch yeah. really well too. He knows where it's the gonna only go. thing yeah. with Luke that will be fixed over time. Granted, it will be fixed over time. Is, is that Luke kept forgetting that the back wall counted as a boundary, <laughs> and we saw it. I think three <laughs> times in the tournament where Luke just like yeah. moseyed over to it, and then he was, was like, like, "Oh shit, what?" Yeah, Lou did it too. I believe. Yeah. I believe Lou had a, had a time or two where he did that yeah. as well. I, I think, think with um, every, any new rule, it's gonna kind of happen a couple of times, right? I think every keeper did it once, yeah. or at least every team had a keeper that did it one time, and that right. was, you know. Uh, but I think they'll be they'll remember next time with the cricketers. If uh, I think the cricketers will try to, it, it, it depends. You know, it depends on how confident they are with the round bat. Uh, that's, that's the tricky too. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See but that, if they're confident, that's almost automatic four. I mean, if they're confident with it, that's almost going to be you know. Yeah. Kind of like how Dalton peppers the back wall at yeah, about yeah. at about. Just high, <laughs> which is impressive. Know, which like is so impressive too. Like it, it looks so easy the way he does it. But I'm like, if that was me out there, I would be popping those up by trying to direct the ball uh, like that. So it's good for him for having that back control. Yeah, that that one game with with a uh, panic back there in that in the in the hot corner. Yeah, yeah. And and Dalton was just like peppering it around him. I felt <laughs> I felt for I felt for panic because they because they switched him. Uh, Jolly switched places with him. Yeah, and I thought. Yeah. Good, good luck. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I don't think it worked you know? out still. I, th- I think there's some more balls that dropped in front of Jolly, maybe. He yeah. had so it much was... control over the bat, Dalton did. And when he was hitting them, yeah. he was ripping them hard, too, no matter what. Yeah. Peter, I, mean, oh, I, guess and first... I thought, I thought yeah. he had, early on, early on his, his formula seemed to be kind of bunt and push the ball to the, to the, to the offside. Right. Uh, and, th- and then pull the ball to the back corner. Uh, and then the very last game, I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of his repertoire here. And then the very last game, he just hits it up the middle. Let me just like, hit bombs three straight times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just hits it straight up the middle like three times, and I'm like, dude, he's he, Mr. Three Sixty, is what I, I'm calling him. Yeah, That's all, a cricket, all fields. cricket term for for someone who can hit it everywhere. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, he, he's someone that could maybe adjust and like learn from the cricketers next tournament and learn how to hit that back wall too behind him. And that they, and that honestly, that they can learn from him too on how to how to utilize the the, the round bat. Right. You know? So I think that there's there's going to be some some swapping of expertise. I think that'll mm-hmm. be really neat to see. Yeah, for sure. Now, would you guys mind if I get a little bit rude for a second? Oh my God, Peter! Just a little bit rude. We'll see. We got to talk about the good. Got to Gotta talk about the good fellas. Mm-hmm. The only other team besides the breakdown where everybody had played ball and play competitively before. Okay. Coming in dead last <laughs> as a sign of, not as a sign of, as like essentially because almost everybody underperformed mm-hmm. their like their average on this team. Right. Right. Like you look at Jolly, former champion, known for hitting. Jolly's fantastic at hitting, right? 78 runs scored. That's fantastic. Awesome. His run scored off of balls faced was under two, which is incredibly disappointing. Mm-hmm. Lou had a disappointing tournament. We've seen it. We saw it the whole time. I think that Lou's disappointing tournament here means he's just going to have a double MVP performance in the next ball in play, just yeah. knowing Lou and who he is. Yeah. He's not yeah. going to let that happen again. Pennick, right. we talked about, who where in ball and play... We thought he was a good bowler. We thought that that's where his strength lied. And he finished this one with the highest economy yeah. as a bowler, period. The right. only one you really yeah. can't say anything bad about is BBD because right. he had an amazing performance. BBD on both ends. BBD had yeah. a fantastic performance. But I think them coming in last place uh, is more luck than anything else because, like, what are the chances that? You know, you got a team of like looking on paper when this tournament started. I was like, breakdowns, good fellas, two best teams, easy. Right. Um, and then coming in dead last. They were one A and one B for me. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um yeah. very, very unlucky because you see they were, in my opinion, a little too okay with taking the dot ball. Mm-hmm. Just they were. a little. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Goodfellas honestly they also kind of took weird weirdly they took kind of a heel turn too. Yeah, like, this was a really <laughs> it was the red jerseys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I I didn't see that coming. I felt like Jolly was clearly trying to induce wides with his with his um batting uh, approach. He, you saw that yet the last game he kind of went back to just regular Jolly right. uh, batting approach. But he was trying to induce wides. He did induce wides. I think he I think more in the, the beginning, most. though. I mean, Peter talked about this a little bit over text, and like I, it was, it seemed like it was working the first few games, and then especially, especially like Jimmy, it, it didn't, it phased him a lot the first time Jimmy had that's, seen it. That's and then he kind of that's because Jimmy, Jimmy knew how to pitch to it. Because here's the thing: when you're a baseball batter, right? Someone throws the ball at your body. What do you do? You your your first instinct is don't swing at that, right? Yeah, yeah. So that takes out that your first in baseball. It's all about put the brakes on after afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. You you start and your eyes become the brakes. You know, right? You right. go with your hands and your eyes are the brakes. What what's happened is he's he's starting his stance out in, directly in front of the magic circle mm-hmm. or the magic hole, <laughs> and um and then he's drifting away. But as he's drifting away, if you throw that straight inside pitch to the inside half of the plate, yeah. it starts off at his body. And so his first instinct is, I don't swing at that. So he leaves that, 
and he 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 reads it as a wide, but it's 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 a uh, it's six seven inches on the on the strike zone. You know, it's, right, it's, right. It's, so Jimmy started hitting that spot with the straight balls. Right. It didn't and, take him long to um, kind of figure out how to pitch to that, like you're saying. Um, yeah. And, and no matter what, at the end of the day, it's it's going to be really difficult to hit a moving target while you're also moving. Uh, and that seems that's right. kind no, of obvious to me. Thing. It's it's very hard, and in cricket, that's also another thing. You have to have your head. Your head has to be still. And um, in baseball, your head has to be still. They always yeah. talk about keep your head on the ball. And when you're drifting away, stepping, you know, basically his entire body was was stepping in the bucket. And and so, if you threw the inside straight ball, he was going to freeze. And if you threw the out an outside pitch that was high, in my opinion, or he wasn't gonna be able to reach anywhere it. on that outside, he he either wouldn't reach or he he he'd hit it poorly he'd or miss time it to get it. And then yeah, exactly, it wouldn't be time right. well. Yeah. Like, I think Jolly, he should have left the wide inducing to somebody else. He should have left that to someone else on his team, and he should have focused on yeah. doing what good. we see. And, and pick your battles do. too. Like when you're facing a guy that has so many golden bowlers, and it seems like he's hitting his targets. You know what? Let me just ditch this tactic right now because this guy you're is talking about the semifinal, the effectively yeah. the semifinal, and just throughout the tournament too. If you you should be able to adjust when you see a guy is just like kind of got the strikes on on lockdown. You should adjust yourself. Like, you know what? Let me go back to basics and just hit this guy. Maybe if I play another game, this guy seems like he's a little wild. I'll go back to wicked inducing me or um, wide inducing. Sure. Pick your pick your moments. And yeah. and also, what he needs to do is he. Everybody knows that what he, everybody knows how he's going to approach that now. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything to counter what you expect from him. So if you're right, going to start right. off in the middle like that, okay. Well, now maybe maybe one or two times do a reverse sweep or something. Basically hit. Basically switch hit. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Or, otherwise it just looks like your or, your your stance. It just looks like, oh, this it. is how you start, and nothing, nothing's going to change yeah, about right. it. Yeah. So two games in, and you know, maybe bunt a couple of times from from that, but just keep them on their toes. Have a reason to to make them them adapt to you instead of okay. Well, this is like you said, this is just his, the way he's 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 uh, standing. So I think, um, and he he'll he'll I hope I'm sure he'll work on those wrinkles. But but yeah, I mean, Penick, disappointing. Um, I think he needs he needs to develop some arm side movement. He needs to get that pronation because he releases the ball. He throws it high, um, kind of at the shoulder or in the middle, and he re- releases it from the inside of his hands, almost like he he's like throwing a football. A football. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's gonna drift. The ball just drifts right onto the barrel, and um, so I think he needs to get to pronation from the same arm slot, and that'll drift into the shoulder more. And that would be much harder. It'll be much. He'll get his economy down a ton. Yeah, so almost everyone's um, a righty in this league too, so that would work out great. Right, and he, the the greatest sledge of all time in ball and play league. When Jake told him <laughs> that if you come back and win the game, I'll eat my own dog. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, it got kind of close for a second for uh, for Jake having to cook up that. No, I think he said he had to eat that, him alive too, so he wouldn't have been able to cook the dog. So it had to have been. Just yeah. incredible, yeah. incredible, right there. And, and <laughs> Jake was great on commentary. You, I mean, you expect that, obviously. But just so many had had my wife laughing her ass off, like all tournament. Long. Any, anything Jake did, it, what what a way to. We've seen in past tournaments with him sometimes where like he's either focusing too hard on one or the other. Where like, all right, I need to play really well. Let me be quiet, and we don't like that because we love when Jake's Jake. No. Uh, this tournament, he did a great job of like playing really well and also fully being himself and putting on a. Jake performance. He, he needs to. He needs to be the. He needs to be the captain because because yeah. Jake needs the spotlight. He yes. needs people to be looking at him, <laughs> and we and we love him for that reason. Yeah. I mean, he's he's incredibly entertaining. All the walk-ups to the coin toss crack me up too. <laughs> <laughs> it's little Michael Jackson steps. 
he's a great he he did a great job as a captain. Never before has a captain done so well speaking completely incorrect nomenclature the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. But yeah, I mean like So here, let me just say th- th- look away from the stats for a second, Nate. You see somebody who something with this has a close to 20 economy as a bowler. How many overs are you anticipating to go look at to see what this average is based off of? Just give me a rough number. 20, uh, close to 20? Uh, you're you're, you're thinking, economy. okay, they pitched, they pitched maybe a couple of overs. Maybe. Exactly, right? What, yeah. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. you'd think in this tournament you had Zoe throw one over, Ryan threw uh, 2.2 plus 5 balls, uh, Lou also threw two plus five balls. Luke threw two. Those are the guys that I'm going to say they're if their economy is high, much. fine. Like they no had big deal. Two they're, ba- they're third overs. It's like the volatile yeah, reliever yeah. stats for baseball. Six overs is way too much to have an economy of close to twenty nineteen point eight three. Yeah, like two full innings worth. And not only that, you are the second pitcher on your team or second yeah, bowler. You're, you're being relied team. upon and getting lit up. You are not someone yeah. who's coming in because oh the other two guys. Guy, had... we, didn't, we didn't get a golden bowler. Let's get our third guy in there. Exactly. That's right. No, he, yeah, he had a rough. You're talking about panic, and he had a rough, yeah. a rough one. He had a really rough one. Uh, I think he'll bounce back. He just needs, like I said, he needs to put less predictable movement on the ball. He mm-hmm. needs to right. come up with a with a change up pitch. Is what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mm-hmm. know a, you know a, 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 something that breaks the tendency. Right. Uh, something that moves in on the batter, I think, and, and he can do that from the arm slot he is, he has, yeah. from the angle he has. He just has to change his wrist, and uh, but that's and his ball's too easy to read whether or not it's going to be a good ball yeah. or a bad ball. What, what and, are the rules uh, uh, on arm angle in this league? Because it's obviously not straight over the top like cricket. Um, what is where, where do you was it stop? Like how far side arm are you well, about to go? I talked to Jimmy about this. He said that you can do whatever arm angle you want pretty much as long as you stick to that arm angle every the whole time. time. So you can't change arm angles. Is this but per, you can, per you appearance? Can, can you change arm angles uh, different if you come in I I think maybe if you change change an uh, over. I, he said that they made them declare what arm angle they're going to use. So okay. I, I'm guessing that that means you can, you can say, hey, guys, I'm changing my arm angle this time. Right. You know, I'm sure that, that you know, I'm sure that maybe that part was cut out or something. But, uh... Yeah, what do you I, mean? I, th- I like, like that. You mean like straight over the top or three quarters when you say arm angle? Right yeah, over the any, top, anywhere. three quarters of sidearm. Remember, Obus was bowling sidearm, and mm-hmm. and it was causing all that, all that um, arm side movement. And right. since he was the only lefty last year, it looked so dramatic to every batter. Mm-hmm. But really, he was doing it every single time from the same arm angle, and it was just his natural pronation. And it was you know it was just the natural way the ball was going to go out of his hand. And a lot of people complained about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, in this league, he would have been also been able to throw sliders, you know, because right, if, yeah. he, if he keeps the same, that's what same I'm thinking. Angle, like Penick should get, get something like that. If he can't figure out a way, like you're saying, if he can't get the changeup grip going, maybe he could do something sidearm or three quarters to get that yeah. sort of slider. Where action. he can do, where he can do both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy's got a great one-two combo of a good straight ball and a good that sweeping. This league, this the rules of the league. The strike zone with the magic hole and everything works so well for Jimmy's t- style of pitching. Mm-hmm. I mean, how it many times did him. Jimmy hit the rim of the magic hole? 
Yeah, yeah. It yeah. felt like every mm-hmm. every I don't know what, what would you call it in cricket an at bat. Every at bat, at oh. least one of the balls yeah. faced was hit clipping the inside of that uh, rim. You would call it it batter's innings in, yeah. in cricket, but but yeah, it's it you know yeah he he was doing some serious uh, rim work there yeah. <laughs> as he always yeah. does. They did, just it's, loves it's, a good rim job. We did it. We got. We did. It. We got it. That's what you were setting up for. Brendan, hit, hit the applause. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can't believe I got the button right. Jimmy, just just pound that rim, man. Just, just <laughs> hit that rim. Hit the <laughs> rim, Brendan, man. Hit it again. All right, there we again. go. <laughs> there we go, Nate. Oh, yeah, it, it is true. It's it's great because his those curveballs that do hit the hit the rim, uh, they're they're not a strike. They're not over the over the plate in baseball terms. It's it's coming close That's to your right. body the whole time until it's right in that middle section when it comes down. Yeah, yeah. And that I, I was I think I I went back and forth. Uh I told Jimmy I think the strike zone needs to be lowered. Because you have that that crease is well out in front. Yeah. You put the strike zone right on the right on the supports, basically. So to the so low that you can almost barely fit up fit the ball between the strike zone and the ground. So that when the ball's pack, think, passing your body, it's still kinda like knee height and it would hit the bottom well, of the strike zone. Or if you want to create that high ball again, if you're facing panic or something, you don't want to be all the way back because he's he's not throwing the sweeping curve. He's kind of throwing a higher ball, and his higher balls are easier to face. You come all the way up to the front of the crease, and you recreate that high ball. Mm-hmm. So it gives the batter more more uh, ability to bat where he's more comfortable. And right, I think right. uh, you know. So if you if you like it in a baseball sweet spot, you stay back. You know, more strategy you, and positioning you yourself. Want it high. Exactly, it brings in more different shots, and I think, especially with the back wall in play, I think that that would, um, I think that if that you lower might open that up zone, some, it would some be more easier tactics. to hit the ball over that strike zone behind you. Well, not necessarily that, but I think if if you want to play the back wall on purpose, I think you're still going to come up uh, it, to the front of the crease. Okay. If you're going to play like Dal- like Dalton plays, where you where you can slap it around, you're mm-hmm. going to come up to the front of the crease, and and you're and you're, you're going to play that way. And now Dalton's even harder to get out because he's now he's three feet closer to the other end. Right. You know. Yeah. Um. So I, I and also uh, one of the cool things that happens in in cricket is bowlers will bowl a guy behind their legs, and it'll it'll turn off the ground and 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 nip the, the stumps behind that's, the batter's uh, legs. That's like when you, like, you're playing with a ball as a kid and you try and throw a curveball behind your friend that lands yeah. in the chair still. Right. That's that's the thing. If someone does come up at the front of the crease to take it to, to create some some you know advantage for themselves, you well, now you can around, actually yeah. you can actually bowl it around their head. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can pitch it around the back of their head, a, a big curveball. Yeah. Um, and I think that might be neat to see. Yeah, you know, we that. saw that in the very first ball in play league with the with the – ball was moving a lot more and um yeah. we saw well, one of the cricketers kind of duck ball, right? yeah it was a blitz ball yeah, yeah. so uh yeah but yeah. um but yeah that's just that's just one wrinkle they could or could not do i mean mm-hmm. honestly if they go right into ball and play league two with exactly the same setup we saw now it's still great we're, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be awesome yeah. yeah fantastic it'll be fantastic jimmy i yeah. was talking to brendan about this um might have been yesterday we i think for if we're going straight into ball and play two with this rule set, baggage has to be the favorites because you saw Jimmy was so good bowling. Jake was incredible. And it's not being talked enough about, in my opinion, people are talking no. too much about like Rob and Luke mm-hmm. to like Jake is Jake was right up there with them. Especially like when he um, had his Jake game that, that got right. him into the, was that the semifinals? That he, 
he had his little run you know, like that was a crazy I, it performance was, it i think it might have been he's so good in the chase which is the hardest thing to do yeah no we hadn't really right. seen like a chase and comeback i don't think until that point like or like a well, difficult yeah. chase comeback you see and he that, was fantastic and then you see luke is on that team as well assuming it's the same team for baggage right. unless they're gonna yeah. move luke to to woogas right uh and then they have a pro, right? Baggage is going to be scary. Yeah, like like, we, we it talked about how it's it depends on how they form these teams. I like getting to see the draft for Captain's League. That's one of my favorite parts about what they've done here yep. as Captain's League. Me too. I wonder if this worked well enough for them, where they will do drafts, or are they going to keep doing like forming these franchise teams how they've been doing it? Like, let's try and make this as even as possible. Which I get that makes sense right. too. But I'm curious if Jimmy gets to draft again, he's going to draft players that he wants for these roles like he did in this league right yeah yeah that's going to be interesting i mean if, if if he gets aaron back again uh aaron jones like from last year we'll get to see aaron having played another you know a season he'll have a little bit more understanding of the gameplay mm-hmm. and aaron's a good batter and and i think that jake and on that team you bat him at three or you bat him at three you don't open with him because i right. think you open i still think you He's open with jimmy who, yeah and you you want to start your game this is a team that can score 30 runs in, in, in innings and win the mm-hmm. game because, you know, at least at least the, the right. breakdowns. Yeah, they don't need a crazy way. high score. They don't need a crazy high score, and they manage the game well. You, they know you don't want to get a, a wickets early. It puts too much pressure on your, on your batters. Mm-hmm. If you, you get know, Jake in there so, in the third over when there's not as much pressure, like you're not worried about getting or, wicked, yeah. he could just go up there and exactly. swing hard. And I think Jimmy is really good. At, he's got the understanding of the game that that yeah okay if you get ten runs that first over and no wickets lost that's that's good right. you know because now you you've put a ten runs is kind of right about that line where the other team has to think do we do, even if they got the golden over do, do we bring in our number two because we didn't get a wicket mm-hmm. or do we ride this guy and risk the fact that they just saw six balls against him and yeah tw- 10 mm-hmm. runs in and over is, is is lower than what you want you want at least 12 13 mm-hmm. but it's right at that line where you put the question back on the other team tactically uh do you go with your number two and save your number one in case you know for for that third over right or 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 do you just ride out the number one and and risk him being smashed because someone's seen him six times right already? because you could be like oh you know what it's okay we looked at, we only scored 10 runs off this guy he comes in again yeah they start just like really Boom. beating him up for sure i think we that's might have right seen that a couple times absolutely in this too yeah, I think I think in, in that second over, if 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 Dalton and Jimmy are are in the middle in the second over, uh, in this case in, in this league, um, if they're in the middle in that second over, and then you know, then nobody's gotten out yet, and I think that's when you start to go nuts. That's when you start to swing. So the other team brings in their number two. They're a number two for a reason. They're not the number one. If right. they stay with the yeah. number one, you've just seen the number one. You've just seen him. You know what he can do. And mm-hmm. now go for it. If you get out, no big deal. The next guy comes in. You know, Luke is a great guy to have coming in after Jimmy, you know. And, and yeah. you know, another thing is, like, Jimmy understands the running better than everyone else. Dalton seems to understand it really, really well. And so you have that – you have the knowledge at the front – at the top of the order that can manage your game and the pitching. Yeah, everything they did was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. But with that – you want to get into awards? Let's get into these awards, baby. I, th- we'll I think we did a good job off. breaking this whole thing down. We did. A, this was an amazing tournament, and I can't wait to see Slap Ball is next, I believe. Ooh-hoo. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be awesome. That little tidbit we got so far looks 
so fun. It, it's it. Yeah. I think they do a great job of like putting on these shows of like when you watch it, you it makes you want to play it. And I think that's a, that, that's a, probably a goal they go into these things with. It's like let, let's let's yeah. make this be a good product to look at, but also make make people want to go out and play. Yeah. Striker of the tournament. <laughs> okay. I know that voice. I know what, to, what button to press when you say that. So, we're going to do one for striker, defensive player, and bowler of the tournament. Uh, and I guess, Brenda, you want to do it? You want to take striker? Um, sure. I mean, feel free to, free to disagree with me and tell me I'm dumb and wrong. Um, yep. It's, it's interesting because we had uh, awards come out for this league before the playoffs started, and it, it was all all things Rob Sirocco. Uh I don't know if it was just the way things shook out with his team that didn't let him shine enough, but I don't think he kept the role of best offensive player after the, everything was said and done. Um, I'm looking at Peter's stats here, and it, it seems a little obvious to me, but it's also, I don't know, it could go a couple of ways. It's interesting because the guy I'm thinking about picking wasn't up there all that often, um, but he was drafted for his bats. Um I want to say Luke. Yeah. Luke takes. Uh, look at it. Click on striker. his uh, balls faced, and look at. You'll see exactly what the issue was on the. You'll see up in the top because so it'll be like the first one is the first game, the second one is the second game, third, mm-hmm. fourth, fifth. Like that was the problem. He didn't see enough. But yeah, say it again because I think I talked over you. Luke is my Luke, uh, keep going best striker. Luke who? Luke O'Brien. Luke, is there another Luke, Luke in this tournament? Luke. Ass O'Brien, yes. Luke. <laughs> oh yeah, Luke that's true. Ass. <laughs> Luke's wins, ass. Wins the <laughs> Man, I love to watch him walk away. Uh, yeah, Lucas. Lucas yeah. O'Brien. Uh, he, he's great at, at multiple facets of this game, but um, you knew right. he, even he didn't come up all that often. But when he did come up, he was a very steady force, and you knew you were going to get something good out of him. Um, crazy that you have a lot of times. Jimmy and Dalton switching spots, and if one of them gets out, you have this force and Lucas coming coming right up. So, yeah, I mean, Lucas was drafted. Nope, Luke. <laughs> Lucas is a different player. <laughs> Luke was drafted <laughs> number one overall for a reason over Lou, which I think shocked a lot of people. I, th- I, I thought think, it was crazy, and then that was proved proven wrong. I mean, part of me was like, yeah, of course he picked Lucas over. God damn it. Luke over Lou. <laughs> of course, he picked Luke over Lou because it's his brother, and he wants to play with his maybe brother. Maybe part of that too. It's like he's probably easier and... to coach because it is his brother. You well, know? no, that's why I was like, that's how I was rationalizing it to myself. Uh, and then it really showed that, you know, Luke, like Nate, I can't remember if you said it on here or before we were doing this. Like, he played his role perfectly, absolutely perfectly. There, uh, there was nothing that I think he could have done differently that would have taken him out of this. I mean, the stats that Brendan's talking about that we're looking at were he led the league in runs scored off of balls faced. He led the league in overall economy, which is runs scored off of balls place, faced plus wide runs scored. Mm-hmm. He had the highest percentage of boundaries hit per balls faced. Um, you know, he absolutely crushed it. When he got up, you knew that something good was happening. He scored under 10 runs one time in the second game when he scored nine runs off of four balls faced. And he wasn't one of these oh. hitters, too, that was like, well, he's going to come up here and mash, but if he doesn't, it's going to be a pop-out. He was the kind yeah. of guy that like w- was going to stay on strike 
for the most yeah. part. He wasn't your all or nothing type of guy. Right. And I it, think that Rob kind of suffered for a little bit from what I call Devin Harris syndrome, where mm. if you don't know, Devin Harris was a basketball player for the Nets who got traded to the Nets for uh, Jason Kidd when Jason Kidd forced his way out. And then the Nets had this season where they lost like 28 games in a row oh to start God. the season. It was like a record. They were the worst team of all time. And Devin Harris made it to the all-star game and he shined because, oh, he's so good. But it was really because the people around him weren't doing much. So he looked a lot better. <laughs> like Rob, Rob didn't look bad. Rob was the first one to cross the 100 point, hundred runs scored. Uh, the only one to cross 100 runs scored in four games where he saw a ball. You know? Mm -hmm. um, so he, Rob wasn't bad by any means. I just think that maybe a little more light was shined on him because he was the one keeping the Rippers alive. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. He did have a lot of lifting to do on both sides of the ball. Um, Rob did, and I they relied on him so much with the bat and with the ball. But but going back to Luke mm -hmm. versus Lou, what's amazing to me is how both of them were used almost identically. They were both kind of the number three pitcher on their team. Mm. Uh, they had to they they only had to pitch a couple of times. They they both look balls faced. Luke thirty six, Lou thirty seven. I mean, Luke's, yeah. Luke's jersey should be inside out based on those numbers right <laughs> yeah. there. I'm with you there, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they fielded the same position. So it's, it's, so, it's so interesting how similar the, you know, the two of them were used. It, you know, um, but you can compare them. And Luke was, in this tournament, he was fantastic. Yeah, and I think the only reason why I, I give it to him as opposed to somebody else in the scene maybe is because this other guy is potentially up for a different award. I want to make sure he shines for what he's best at later on. Um, but Luke, I, th I think this is a, a fitting one for him. He's a, he's a masher. Oh my and he's God, not they're going to sweep it. I think, oh, they might. I, they're going to sweep oh, well, all it. All right, well, let's get to the next one. Bowler of the tournament. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to come up with a third yeah, sound, Brandon. I don't know what the third sound's going to be. <laughs> We'll I'll take this one. We'll give we'll give Nate defensive player, uh, because Nate definitely understands the nuances of defense a little bit better than than That's we true. do. Uh, <laughs> bowler of the tournament. Oh, I wonder who it could be. It's Jimmy. It's Jimmy, and it's there's no question about it. Like there's no one who comes close. Jimmy threw the second most amount of balls in the tournament behind Audio Jack. And it wasn't because he was cleaning up anybody else's messes. Yeah. Um, you know, he had 14 full overs and then half of another one. 19 wickets earned. Um, 34 dot balls, which is insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Only allowing 34 hits where, like, you see some guys who threw a lot less. Justin Pennick, I hate to just rag on him more. Um threw six overs and had the same amount of hits against him as Jimmy did. Uh, it was a masterful showing. He's an absolute freak on the mound uh, when he when he bowls this. It is crazy how much soft contact he can induce, how many just straight-up wickets he gets people going into, and how many... He's the only one who's ever had a maiden over in ball and play, right? Yeah. That's ridiculous. That alone... Just the fact that he has that one stat qualifies him for the best bowler of the tournament, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think it's a 
pretty clear. You, I, I, when we watched, I watched his, the first game that he was pitching. Now knowing the, the rules of being able to throw curveballs and stuff, and seeing where he was placing it, and like, oh, I, I see. He, he's got a real game plan. Where at uh, the first few games of each team, I wasn't sure if all the pitchers necessarily did at the time, um, but Jimmy was going in there knowing like I am going to be a wicked inducer, and it's not even just wicked inducer. Also had a crazy low economy, so like those things don't always go hand in hand. So it's great yeah. that he had both. Yeah, he had the best economy and he had the most wickets, so it's it's a no brainer picking him. Yeah. But all the other things that you mentioned, the the dot balls and the the fact that he he has a maiden over, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he, he was fantastic and tactically he understood how to maximize himself better than anybody else did either. Um so I think that has a lot to do with it. He was he was a tremendous captain as well. Yeah. So, you know, he knew how to, he knew what, what his strengths were, what he was trying to do against each batter. He seemed to have a plan. And he set the, a very aggressive field, which you love to see in, in cricket. He was an attacking bowler, is, is what you would call it in cricket. Somebody who's going out there to get, to get wickets. Yeah. But he did it at a great economy, too. And um, he understood that, that he needed to take some, some golden overs, too. And um, he just did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Defender of the tournament. Let's see, yeah. Uh, no, that's another uh, applause. That How many applause buttons do I have on here? How about this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. Um, I, I got I got to go with Dalton yeah. because I'll I'll say this th- for breakdowns. I think, I, yeah, it. I got to go with Dalton and the reason he's like the Andrew Jones of this of this team mm-hmm. because of the aggressive field that they set. This doesn't work unless you're one wall defender at most on on most balls. Unless right. that person is able to stop those boundaries, you know, yeah. you, you don't need him there so much to catch the ball. Yes, you need him there to catch the ball, and he did do that. He, does. he hustled right. around, um, and uh, he, yeah, he hustled all over the place. Uh, but the his ability to stop the boundaries and keep them turn fours into dot balls and build pressure when you've got the two two of the best pitchers on the team you know on your side that and you and you have a guy pinned <laughs> pinned at at bat who's struggling and now he fights one perfectly hits a hits a nice little hard ground ball right back up to Dalton who swallows it mm-hmm. that's to me, that's how you build pressure, and uh, Dalton was key to that team. You could do you could do whatever you wanted as long as you knew he was back there. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the way he played, like you're saying, that, that is huge to to play the field the way that they did, and only have one guy back there, and it still be that effective. Like his efficiency as a defenseman on that back wall was equal to, if not greater than, the combination of like Jolly and Pennock back there. Like that's two guys that aren't as good as the one Dalton. Right, and I think like. What you were getting at earlier, Brendan, with your with your striker of the tournament is your your other choice would have been Dalton, right? Right. He's not far behind Luke at all, and how many he had right. forty more, uh, fourteen more balls faced. Um, forty more balls faced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> four hundred more balls faced than Luke. Um, <laughs> and he's right there. He's, he's right, right behind there. Him. He's, he's almost got him. <laughs> he's right behind him in um, run scored per balls faced. He's in the top five of overall economy. Unreal. Um, Really, really, he was great. incredible. It was yeah, a he... very, very good. Um, Dalton, uh, we were talking about this before the pod. We didn't give an overall MVP because we didn't want to double up. But if we were to, 
I think Dalton is a very clear-cut number two MVP. Mm. Like it, It's almost like MVP one, the obvious one, God, and then MVP yes. two, a mortal man. <laughs> right. God's, yeah, he's always MVP in every tournament, but we just God's all assume always, we're a very yeah. religious pod. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> every, yeah, I don't know if people knew that about us. But we, we, um, we also have some fun awards that we're going to give out. And I think to Jesus and his disciples. Nate, do you want to do you want a little more time to think about one, or do you want to start it off since you finished off the? I, uh... I, I don't want to start it off. You guys <laughs> okay. go, and I'll let my creative juices wake up. Okay. Okay. I'll do it because go for Brendan it. started the last one. I have. Brendan might know the answer to this one because he was involved in it. The Andre Iguodala Award. The Andre Take Iguodala Award. Who do you think? Um, first off, I have to Google that name. He's a basketball player. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a basketball pod today. Devin Harris, <laughs> Andre Iguodala, you know? We, we love talking God, love talking ball. Talking hoops. Those are two things. It's really a hoop, we're a hoop, hoop pod. Uh, There's, I'll this give doesn't you a help hint. me at all. He's There's a, a famous quote. There's a famous quote from Max Kellerman about Andre Iguodala. You're saying more names that I don't know. All right. I'll just say the quote. I'll just say the quote. Okay. okay? Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line. Martians have the oh, death beam say pointed the at day. Earth. You better hit it. I want BBD. Okay. There you go. Uh, you did. You, you, I like you, it. You said this in our group chat on, uh, on X with, with DVD. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why, when you need runs scored, BBD has had sneaky good running or uh, striking stats this tournament. He had a, a 2.22 run scored off of balls faced, 2.44, which is second. His run scored for balls face is fourth best in the league, second best if you include the wides. But where it really comes down to is the percentage of of hits that BBD has that are boundaries, he leads the league with 82.35%. So if you need to rack your score up, if you just got a wicket and you need 20 more runs, the guy who's most likely to do it is BBD because he just, if he gets a piece of the ball, he's getting a four or a six and your total is going to be run up quick. Yeah. And another guy that we, we, we talked about Rob, before a little bit another pb is another guy that was stellar for his team and was doing a lot of stuff on both sides of the ball uh he even said to us he's like you know what if if i saw how i was going to perform this tournament i wouldn't have thought our team would have fallen last place (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's fair i mean if bbd's performing at an mvp level for your squad and you have people like lou and jolly on your team you would think like well this is a championship caliber team which on paper it was um it's it's a short tournament great point yeah by the way, the quote, the Andre Iguodala quote, was about they asked him, "Who do you want to shoot an open three to win the game more, Andre Iguodala or Steph Curry?" And he picked Andre Iguodala. <laughs> it looks like uh, by my uh, googling, looks like not a three point shooter. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll, gets I'll, that. I'll give my award uh, to give Nate a little more time. This is like when you go to a restaurant and my sister is always like, um. They're all ready to order, but just do me last. Do me last. Do me last. 
which it actually always ends up being like, okay, like that bought you another 20 seconds, maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, you know now? Here's here's my award. It is called the, the Tom Petty Award. Oh, somebody broke our hearts. Lou. That's a good, that was a good guess, but no. Fuck. It, it is something about like a, a song of his. Somebody's an American girl. Uh. <laughs> Undercover lady. Um, I don't know if you're going to get Tom a, Petty? The Tom Petty Award. Somebody's free fallen. Oh. I don't hate free, that. Uh, Jack. Last Dance with Mary Jane. Huh? <laughs> it's a deep cut. It's, it's, um, I'll give you the song. It's uh, track six, I think, on Into the Great Wide Open, All or Nothing. Something All from the nothing. Traveling Wilderberries. <laughs> nope, I just told you what it is. Is that the name? Was that the name of the band? <laughs> traveling Wilderberries, yeah. That was it, not Wilderberries. That's not a real thing. I, All or give me, give me one, one name guess. I gave one main guess. One name. Give me one name. The other ones were fake, fake guesses. Those were fake guesses. Nobody really cares about them. All or nothing goes to Jolly Olive. No, it goes to Jake Storiali. Jake Storiali is the kind of hitter that gives you... It looks here he has the most six balls hit with nine uh, and also has the most dot balls. So he is going to stand there and try and mash. And if he doesn't, he's going to stand there and wait in the box and just try to find his swing. Um, right. Just two, two, just a funny little thing I noticed. Like, all right, he's either absolutely hitting home runs or just like waiting for his pitch. And I, I think that that is valuable. It, it's it's You don't want everyone to hit like that. But it's it's good to have someone on your team that you can like. If you need sixes, get Jake up there and let him cook. Yeah, I like it. That's it. <laughs> no, no, that's that's it. analysis from Nate Hayes. <laughs> no. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> he's 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 one of the few guys in the league that I would I would uh, he might be my uh, my Iguodala as well. Like if if you need to chase if you need to chase yeah at the end you know. And come back. He's the guy I want to bat because, look, Jake doesn't overthink things. You know, he keeps it simple. Right. He loves the spotlight. This is a yeah. great combination right here. And he loves he loves to hit bombs. Yeah. So so I think, I think yeah, I like that. Did did that buy you enough time to have a have your own award? Yes, and I got it. <laughs> I, I made mine basketball too. I decided to go yeah. go basketball. Ball, so I'm, I'm going with the, root, Bibles. the Oh yeah, do you want to do like a, some some sound or something to introduce oh, yeah, yeah, sure, my sure. Yeah, my award? Uh, yeah. What else do I have here? Ah, uh, you know what's weird? I just keep using that one with you. I don't know what's going on. That's the you, one you for Nate again. That's the one for me. All right, well, here we go. The Rudy Gobert Award. Perfect. Um, Who's friend? And <laughs> the the person who gets this award is um, it kind of in the middle of everything, right? Uh, Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. was great at setting screens. This particular person is great at having people make amazing catches around them, going around them to make an incredible catch. Mm. Uh, this is uh, this is <laughs> not only that, but obviously we know Gobert is going to be you know right there, uh, kind of protecting the the rim and, and things like that. Uh, this goes this goes to Joe's. Oh, and, uh, baby. I think I like it. Yeah, because how we saw some highlight reel catches where Joe's was like, "I ain't getting to that," and somebody <laughs> else would like go around him to get to the ball, and then just him kind of understanding his role on that team 
and, and you know, and and coming up big defensively, I felt like he was a good, he was an asset to that team, mm-hmm. um, both with the ball in hand and at that uh, silly point position. So Joe's gets my uh, Rudy Gobert nice. award, and that is an important thing too. Like, I noticed that a couple times, uh, and, and not to keep harping on Jolly, but like the, it keeps popping up in my brain, like these moments where it's it's important to know where your fielders are. There is that that pop-up where he ran in front of Pennock and there was no guarantee that Pennock was going to get that one but he like went in front of his fielder where and it was coming to where he was already placed um and I guess sometimes it's like the third baseman cutting off the shortstop maybe you have an easier angle at it but the way it looked to me is like if you just let the fielder feel his position it might have been easier for him to catch that ball so it's important like you're saying to know where everyone is and know that it's not going to be beneficial for you to try and run out of your shoes to go grab something when someone else probably has a better beat on it yeah, yeah, we we know that the position he's playing, and also he's either pitching or he's playing silly point. And when he's playing silly point, he's he's coming in on on someone like like as if he's trying to defend a three point shooter. Basically, he, <laughs> right. he runs in on them and breaks down. Um, from that position, from from the, kind of the flat footedness of having just thrown a pitch, or the flat footedness of having having just crawled in on a on a batter like he does, he's not going to get to the. Uh, to anything that's lateral to him mm-hmm. so he he did a good job of not getting in the way <laughs> yeah kind of um but but really <laughs> but really uh i think that his presence on the team he understood his defensive role he understood his role on the team and that's what rudy gobert is a, a, ro- a good role player that understands his his job beautiful well said good, good award good award good awards brennan hit the claps a lot, of, a lot of applause this episode. Good awards. Um, and now we're trying. We're going for our draft. What are the rules of the draft, Peter? Snake draft. Snake. That's the rules. Who goes first? I go first. <laughs> wow. Because it, while you guys were talking, I put the three of our names into a random order generator oh, sure on the internet. Did. Yeah, sure, random order. You put it's the two of our names draft. in random order. You put yours right up top. I put mine right up at the top. I wrote them down, and the names that I wrote first. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Peter came up first when they were wow. down. Who would have thought? <laughs> the order is going to be me, then Brendan, then Nate. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, that's a, I'm gotcha. in the worst position here. Yeah, you are in the worst position, Brendan. Okay. And also, you get skipped for the second round. That makes sense. So, so I'm going to only have three guys on my team. <laughs> 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 but I'm going to get the first pick. Okay, here we go. I wonder who he's going to take. Zoe, maybe? Hmm. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe interesting Dan? pick. Maybe. maybe another interesting one. Just take things up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Jimmy first overall. Nice. Okay. He's the MVP. We had to do three separate awards, and none of them say MVP because we couldn't give two to Jimmy. Yeah. So Jimmy is pick number one. Okay. I, I'm struggling here between two other breakdowns, guys. Um, yeah, I had a feeling the three guys that we mentioned before are yeah. going to be the top three picks. I, I think I'm going to lean some guy, one of the guys I think maybe had a slightly better overall tournament on both sides of the ball. I'm going to go Dalton. That's my yeah, number two pick. I had a feeling. He's MVP too. Yeah. Yeah, we did We did say that before. Mm-hmm. Now Nate gets the big pick here. This is the... This big is the pick. Nate got the best uh, draft position because he's definitely going to win. <laughs> Just because... <laughs> If you get two really good guys on your team, nobody else in this tournament is really like bad enough to be like, wow, loser. Right, right, right. 
<laughs> I, I think our, that's going to be the comments on this post. It's going to be wow losers. Yeah, for sure. Us. Yeah. Like that one guy who commented, uh, ew, what is this? <laughs> our greatest YouTube comment. <laughs> ew, what the fuck did I find? <laughs> it's fair. Man. It's a good comment. I don't know. This This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, oh, man. So I'm going to make my first one uh, Lucas or Luke. I'm going with Luke. Okay. Luke's ass. I'm not the only one. Going with Luke there. I like him as the number three pitcher as well. Oh, um, yeah. But that yeah. means that means I gotta take a pitcher in, with my for, with my next pitch. I think I gotta right. take someone who who pitches well. Um, the big question for me is. Oh, this is this is harder than it, this is really hard, yeah. guys. This is, <laughs> is. <laughs> hey, we got through all the easy picks already. Now they're all gone. And this is just based on this tournament. Um, yes. Yeah, just based on this tournament, so we can't take into effect ball and play one. You know what? I'm going to reward the man for doing some some good stuff with both with both bat and ball. I'm going with Joe's. Okay, Ooh. okay. That was where you'd take my pick right now. That's where I I had a feeling that's where you were going to go. Um, I I yeah, don't want to. He, deser- he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. I don't want to leave too many more um, bowlers out there because I don't have one yet. Um, right. And again, and. I, Another guy is good with the bat too. He's he's gonna service you pretty well. I'm gonna Ooh, pick BBD. That was gonna be my Ooh, next nice one for yeah. sure. Nice him. one. That's a good one, man. That's really good. Dawes not giving me any to... innings. So Ooh, Ooh, I really like what you guys left me. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm gonna thinking take right now. Jake first. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course Jake you is are. Pretty good for this bowling a... and batting. Yeah, and then I'm gonna take Rob Sarah. Ah, yeah. So I knew I I, I, I didn't think is... he'd be left over for me. That's a good team this, so far. That's a great team so far. That's so okay. good. I mean, uh, this lives, leaves me with um, sort of like a Matt Carpenter Yankee situation here where I'm hoping for him to come out of a down year. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Lou. Lou Dabs is going to... Lou Dabs? He's going to rake for me. He's going to stop we're hitting wickets. we doing a fantasy draft. <laughs> we're drafting based off of their performances in ball and play. And if you, but we, this performance just happened. So his his uh he's, he got me. his value is low. I could take him at a low value, and he'll. You next, want next somebody who's going to torpedo your team morale? Absolutely. By being on a team of their own. <laughs> yes, I love the I love the anger. <laughs> I love someone's crazy. playing with fire. Crazy. Playing with fire. <laughs> oh, this is a tricky one. This is so tricky. Uh, who am I taking here? I I want a guy who can field well and bat well right now at this particular spot. Mm-hmm. That's what I. But I got two choices to to make. I got I'm doubling up. So this yep. is my team right now. This is this, is this will team. be my team. Um, well, look, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take uh, Jolly in here. Okay. Yeah. Big bat and, Jolly. as as the batter. Uh, and with the. With, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm doubling down on some real good pitching here, Don't and I'm gonna this. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm going with Jack. Fuck, was... Audio Jack. Audio Jack or no? Jack? No, oh, no I'm taking I'm taking I'm taking Jack. Wow. Okay, good. Okay, captain. that's that's what I'm t- I'm taking Audio Jack. It's crazy that my brain went to oh we're in the fourth round of a draft. Jack has surely been taken already. Right. That's no, crazy. right exactly okay. exactly like this is this what a was great a pick. crazy season. Yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm rounding I'm, up my uh, my draft with audio jack things to, to have an extra some extra ooh. bowling on the team. Ooh, good pick, Brendy. So that I have BBD and Jack as my bowlers, and if if need be, Luke can come in. So, final pick. 
Hmm. Uh, it has to be Lucas. Yeah, all right. Yeah, not a it bad not a bad guy off the bench. Lucas not even off the bench. He he could really hit the ball well, and I'm pretty sure he was pretty good defensively as well. Yeah. Yeah, and he was he was really fine. So and and you and yeah, I like this spot. So do, do you want to go around and uh, Peter, you want to start, I guess like say where your guys are in the field? My guys are currently probably in their houses. Okay. I, mine are probably also in their houses. Maybe they, one of them is outside. Um you guys don't want to talk about the batting order or anything? <laughs> Pete, uh, Pete. <laughs> um, Pete, here's the thing. Look, look, Lucas on his team didn't bat enough, and he didn't right. bowl at all. Right. And on this team that you have here, I see him not batting enough and not bowling. Yeah. And so yeah, I got he's him kind of like. Defense. It was for defense, really, which isn't um, right. ideal. But I do have Jake, who's a great defender. Rob, who's a great defender. Um it, it was really I just needed somebody else, and of the people left, he had the most upside from this tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think my team is lacking some some batting. Plus, expertise. Jimmy likes to run, but, and J- Jimmy Jimmy likes yeah. to run a lot, and like that, that could get Lucas some more balls faced. Yeah, I think I think you're winning this league, Pete. I think that you've yeah. beaten. I never had a chance. Us. I never had a chance. Brendan never had a chance. He was picking second. So for our next. Uh, Brendy, just try to remember for our next like recap I'll, thing. I'll pick second every time. You're gonna pick second. No, for our <laughs> next one, I'll I'll keep you off of second. Yeah, this is gonna be like um. Why don't you just the, always them give watching the guests... guts where Joe's always drafted last for some reason? Do you want to just like always give the guest third? Sure. Or we'll let them pick. Yeah, so we'll give them I the just, best spot like and still see the them lose spot. the draft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we can we can gloat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I just want to quickly like lay out where my guys are going to be. I'm, I'm going to start with BBD in the mound, um, yep. and have mm. Lou. I, mm. I like having him and Lou as a great wicket keeper too. Like he's also underrated there because just he didn't yeah. have the best tournament. But you forget how good he was back there. Um, and then Dalton on the back wall. Statistically, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll. I guess Dalton obviously plays that back wall super well, and you can. Uh, I don't know. Do you need two guys back there with Dalton back there? I'll, I'll just put like left and right field out there with Audio Jack and being right field. Yeah, I mean, what else would you do? Sit him on the bench? Yeah, I was thinking about putting him on the bench. Oh, we got Dalton's discovered. So good. You, he can <laughs> you, stand right we'll behind. Play with three in the field. He'll stand <laughs> underneath the garbage can. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Pete, you got a team right there that just falls into place perfectly. You got Jimmy on the bump. You got uh, Jake on the back wall. Uh, Rob probably at wiki keeper and Lucas. Well, I might put there Lucas at... on the back wall because he has the height. Oh right. And then yeah, that's Jake true. would play like the corner. Or silly point, or silly point you, you, if need be. Yeah, with with, J, with Jimmy on on the rubber, I would definitely have a silly point, and, and yeah. I think Jake would do good at that because he's the most silly. Um, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. It's in the name. Yeah. That's true. And then I think for batting, I'd start Jimmy Rob with Jimmy mm. at strike first. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what uh-huh. I think I would do. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I. I and then you. Who would be your? Rob would be your. Sorry, Jake would be your three. Jake would be my three. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they have similar to me. Like where yeah. my, my big bopper would be third coming off the bench in Lou. I would start with BBD and Dalton up there. And yeah, Lou coming third off nice. the bench. Yeah. Keep the wicket guy yeah, on, I, on the bench first. I like that. Put Dalton on strike for sure to start to mm-hmm. maximize. Um. 
and I would I would Luke would have to open with for for my batting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'd I'd go uh, Luke and Jolly to open, mm-hmm. and then hopeful and then. Poor, poor Jack. I, I'm just hoping that I don't get the Jack until the third third over there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor Jack. <laughs> I think he's hoping the same I, thing. He'll bounce back. He'll, he'll bounce back. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He'll bounce back for sure. He about. just needs reps. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Good job. Thanks for listening to this episode. Yeah. Thanks Thank for he- thanks for helping thanks us for out. Thanks for helping me. No, this, this was a lot of fun. I, I, I was so excited to talk about this tournament for two weeks i think it was it was a fun exercise for us to do this differently too like hey let's watch 10 episodes in two weeks and then try and get all of our thoughts into like an hour and a half or so here <laughs> um uh, and i think you're the perfect person so to help fun. us navigate this crazy ship oh it's so much fun man this was such a great i just had so much fun watching this this season uh it was i was expecting a lot but it, it surprised me pleasantly yeah yeah so much absolutely fun. uh any any closing um, thoughts before we wrap up into plugs and stuff no, I don't. I just really don't want to f- uh, fuck um, Nate over again by forgetting to ask him to plug things. I think la- what happened last time was we forgot to ask you to plug things, and then in the next episode we did, I think was with Paxton, and I was like, "Here's Nate's stuff, by the way." I really, <laughs> if you, you want to like listen. Um, so, <laughs> what, what do you got to plug, Nate? You just follow me on uh, Twitter. I'm CrickFanUSA. Follow me on Instagram, also CrickFanUSA, or Big Innings underscore on uh, Instagram. That's our podcast we do with Emerging Cricket. I also write for Emerging Cricket, um, but we have a podcast with Emerging Cricket called Big Innings, and what we do is we talk about really nerdy American cricket stuff. We focus on the American cricket scene, all the tournaments that happen in the USA, Major League Cricket, Minor League Cricket. Uh, that's our major focus, but we'll we'll talk about a little bit of everything as long as it has to do with cricket. So yeah, if you're into cricket and uh, you know you want to learn more about it or learn more about American cricket, give me a follow. Yeah, Hell definitely yeah. give him a follow. <clears throat> it's very interesting the yeah, stuff absolutely. that he posts and retweets and all that or reXs. Uh, what do Brennan, they call it now? Re- reshare. I just, I just say I just keep repost. And retweet. And I think stuff. it's repost now. Retruth, uh, yeah. Brendan, we, we, we do a lot of retruth thing, the two of us. Retruth. retruth. <laughs> Brendan, what should we need... be drinking? <laughs> uh, drink subtle tea. It's a drink made by me. Uh, actually, I'm actually drinking out of a subtle tea glass right now. Look at this. Oh, look at that. Whoa, Beautiful. That um, could be yours for 50 bucks. $50. It's the one I drank out of with my uh, back, back splash on it. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a great product. You'd probably think the same thing. If you ordered it, you can order it online at thesubtlety.com. Uh, get $2 off with code HOPPYBOYS. That is my other podcast where we talk about beer. We've had a couple of warehouse guests on before, and um, Drew Davis and BBD. And Peter. Peter's also kind of like a warehouse guy, right? Yeah, um, my episodes are the worst. Yeah. We'll eventually have Nate on here, and we can drink 10 ciders and shit our pants in a diaper. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, so go listen to all that stuff and and more. We're going to be covering Blitzball Battle 4 pretty soon. On the Hoppy Boys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Peter. <laughs> me and Brian are doing <laughs> coverage of BB4 on there. No, me and you are going to be doing BB4 like so, so soon. It's this, this month. It's going to be very soon. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I will plug my brother, Matthew Del Rey. He's a good boy. I love him very much. If you see him, give him a hug and a kiss. God knows he needs it. Uh, Placia Stars. Malt Madness is coming up on the Hoppy Boys. Coming up. You'll hear some commercials for that probably uh, in the coming months. please put commercials on this when it gets closer? I I will. 
the com- Brendan it. does like movie promotion commercials. <laughs> for last year, <laughs> when you and when I was listening to the Hoppy Boys before Malt Madness, and uh, I heard a movie trailer. <laughs> 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 I was losing my mind. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, so you'll, yeah. you'll all be aware of it when it's coming. Other than that, Brendan, ask me the question. You got anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Bye. Bye-bye.